Today on Locked on Sox, I will be telling you why Andrew Vaughn is giving me Gordon Beckham vibes. You are Locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sox. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on platforms like Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at Locked On Sox, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Today is Friday, January 28th. And on today's episode, we will be talking about Gordon Beckham, former White Sox legend, retiring. And I'll tell you why he reminds me of Andrew Vaughn. Then we have the all-famous Friday Sporkle Quiz, TGIF, to all of you out there, including my mom. And then finally, we have a different retirement, Alec Hansen, former White Sox top prospect. We will talk about his retirement and the whys behind Alec Hansen, 27-year-old former White Sox prospect, hanging it up after unfortunately never making it to the major league. So we will talk about all of that here on Locked On Sox. If this is your first time listening, we do have a mailbag. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask me, you can call in 312-566-8727, or you can write in LockedOnSox at gmail.com. And if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, what a first perfect episode to listen to because now you can get your question in. Mailbag Monday is, yes, this upcoming Monday. 312-566-8727, or you can write in LockedOnSocks at gmail.com, and you can get your questions in that way. But like I mentioned, Gordon Beckham, after 11 years in the MLB, he is retiring. Old Gordo announced the retirement on Twitter.com. He said, since my good friend at Buster Posey decided to retire this year, I am officially announcing I will be retiring as well. And old jokester Gordo finishes off the tweet by saying, I want to make sure we will get into the Hall of Fame the same year. Now, you likely remember Gordon Beckham from his first stint as a White Sox. He was selected in the 2008 MLB draft, eighth overall out of Georgia. And Gordon, as you probably know, wasted no time in making it up to the big leagues. This is from an ESPN article announcing his debut. It's titled Beckham Gets His Chance with the Shy Sox. And in the article, it says Beckham made the majors 364 days after he was drafted number eighth overall by Chicago last summer. At 22, he is the fastest White Sox first rounder to reach the majors since pitcher Alex Fernandez made it in the majors in 58 days back in 1990. And that stat stuck out to me, I think, mainly because of the way that the White Sox first rounders have recently been making their debuts. If you go back to 2020, Garrett Crochet had zero days down in the minor leagues before making his major league debut. Andrew Vaughn had about a year down in the minors, and so did Nick Madrigal. And if you remember the start of the episode, you remember me saying why Gordon Beckham's retirement has me worried about Andrew Vaughn, or he's giving me Andrew Vaughn vibes. And honestly, before we get into that Debbie Downer topic, I just want to bring up that Gordon Beckham is one of the only White Sox players of recent vintage whose jersey I have. I have a Mark Burley camo jersey. I have a Gordon Beckham black jersey. And I have a Jake Peavy black jersey. 
And it's tough to pinpoint things in my White Sox fandom. It's tough to you know, remember the first time I loved a Tim Anderson play. It's tough to remember the first time I loved a Jose Abreu play. It's tough to remember the first time I watched Mark Burley pitch. But it is not hard to pinpoint the first time I heard Gordon Beckham walk up to the plate and you heard probably the best walk-up song in White Sox history. Your Love, The Outfield, Gordon Beckham, I don't care if it was a prank. I don't care if the older guys were just trying to goof on the new rookie who barely even had a year in the minors. Gordon Beckham had the coolest walk-up song of all time. And obviously I remember it because the first time I heard Gordon Beckham come up to the plate was on July 23rd, 2009, also known as Mark Burley's Perfect Game. Beckham got called up on June 4th of that year, and in the 40 games before he stepped to the plate and my ears heard your love by the outfield for the first time, by the way, Gordon Beckham in his first 40 games was slashing 299, 370, and 445. He had an OPS of 815. Gordon Beckham was great in his first year. And you all know this, Gordon Beckham finished fifth in Rookie of the Year voting in 2009. And respectfully, it was all downhill from there for Gordon Beckham. He did have some great moments back when he came back to the White Sox in 2015. He had a walk-off not only on Mother's Day off of Aroldis Chapman, a blooper into right field. He also hit a walk-off home run bottom of the 11th on Father's Day. Gordon Beckham had a career with the White Sox. Was it exactly the career that I think the front office imagined? I don't think so. Was it the career that Gordon Beckham imagined he would have? I don't think so. Was it the career that the newspaper that dubbed him the savior of the Chicago White Sox imagined him to have? Again, I don't think so. But Gordon Beckham was a integral piece to the White Sox, whether you liked it or not. Since 2009, Gordon Beckham has played the third most games in a White Sox uniform. Jose Abreu is the leader with 1,113. Alexei Ramirez is second with 1,090. And then Gordon Beckham is third. Since 2009, he played more games than Paul Konerko. I don't think that's too surprising, but Paul Konerko from 2009 to 2014, 108 games. Gordon Beckham since 2009 to 2015, 839 games. Gordon Beckham has played more games than Leury Garcia and Tim Anderson since 2009 in a White Sox uniform. I guess I just didn't imagine how much Gordon Beckham baseball I've seen since 2009. And I guess my final statements on Gordon Beckham's career would just be Gordon Beckham was cool and it sucked that his career wasn't better. But I guess my biggest question now sitting here January 28th, 2021, what can we learn from Gordon Beckham's career? And I guess I'm most worried about Andrew Vaughn. I'm most worried about Garrett Crochet. And I guess, I mean, for Cubs fans, I'm worried about Nick Madrigal. All of those guys, Madrigal, Vaughn, Crochet, just like Gordon Beckham, were selected very high up in the first round of the MLB draft. Vaughn was third, Madrigal was fourth, Crochet was 11th, and all of those guys had less than a year of minor league play. It seems like Crochet is going to be staying on the big league roster. I don't know what the Cubs are going to do with Madrigal, and honestly, I don't care. But if you've been listening to this podcast... Andrew Vaughn is a very integral part of my offseason plan. I think that Andrew Vaughn could play right field for the White Sox for the entire year. I think that he can be your starting right fielder on opening day. I loved what I saw 
from Andrew Vaughn in June and July. Loved it. So much that I bet on him to win the AL Rookie of the Year. I thought he was fantastic. And now reading up and going back and looking through the Gordon Beckham files, I'm just worried because Gordon Beckham was a highly touted rookie who did very well in the June and July of his rookie year, a player that probably could have used more seasoning in the minor leagues, and he was called up probably too early because the White Sox looked to fill a spot internally rather than externally. Gordon Beckham replaced the great Josh Fields, and Andrew Vaughn replaced the great Adam Eaton. It is a completely different team. It is a team with completely different goals. It is a team still coming off of a playoff appearance just like that 2008 team was but all this just has me worried is Andrew Vaughn ready can Andrew Vaughn truly handle possibly a starting position to start opening day for the White Sox in 2022 do you take anything from the Gordon Beckham experience and apply it to the Andrew Vaughn experience I would love to hear from you in Monday's mailbag you can call in 312-566-8727 or you could write in at Lockdown Sox at gmail.com. Maybe you're thinking it's a new year. Maybe you're thinking it's a new team. Maybe you're thinking it's a completely different player. Maybe you're not worried. Maybe you're worried about something completely different. It is the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Maybe you're reaching the middle of the day and you're looking for that snack. You usually turn to a candy bar, but you could turn to a Built Bar. Most candy bars have 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, where most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Built Bar gives you the freedom to throw out those sugary, calorie-filled treats and replace them with something that is healthy and tastes incredible. And my favorite thing about Built Bar is all of the flavors you get to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built comes out with new limited-time flavors all the time. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com to check out all of their flavors, and you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Friday fun episode of Locked On Socks. Thank you for making Locked On White Socks your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Socks on a Friday, what we like to do on Fridays is have some fun, and we like to do a Sporkle quiz. And obviously, when we do these quizzes, they are White Sox-themed. If you want to find the quiz that I'm doing, you can go to my Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You'll find the link there. I know we already have one person who already took it. Shout out to Joshua Strong, who took it and got a 90%. So I at least have to beat Joshua's 90% on this quiz. And again, in honor of Gordon Beckham's retirement, we are going to name the Chicago White Sox leaders of the 2010s. So we have to name the 
players from 2010, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 for all the respective hitting categories. So we'll be naming the leader of batting average for the White Sox in 2010, on base percentage in 2010, hits, doubles, triples, home runs, RBIs, runs, and stolen bases. Those are the categories we're naming the leaders from 2010 to 2019 in all of those categories. We have six minutes and there are 90 names. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. We're going to start off easy here. We're just going to go with the guy who just retired, Gordon Beckham. Did he lead the White Sox in anything over that time span? And he did not. Go, Gordon Beckham. Uh, we're going to go with Paul Konerko. I'm guessing he's in something. Batting average in 2010, 2011. Paulie led the White Sox in on base percentage in 2010, 2011, 2012. Home runs in 2010 and 2011. Doubles in 2010. And Paulie led the team in RBIs in 2010 and 2011. He yes. Another name we're going to throw out there, it has to be Adam Dunn. He at least led the teams in walk or, or, or home runs. Walks isn't even on here, uh, but home runs. He did lead the White Sox in 2012 in 2013, along with RBIs in 2013 and 2012. Uh, I think Avi Garcia's got to be on this list. Liari's on this list as well. He led the team in runs in 2019. Avi Garcia led the team in batting average and on base percentage in 2017. Todd Frazier, I think, is on this list. He is. He led the team in home runs in 2016. Adam Eaton is on this list, I'm pretty sure. He led the team in 2015 and 2016 in on base percentage and triples in 20. 14, 15, and 16. I think that there's got to be one of the Sanchez's on this list, and Yolmer is on this list uh, for hits in 2018 and in triples in 2017 and 2018. Uh, Jimmy Rollins, is he on this list? He is not. Uh, Tim Anderson's probably on this list at least once. Uh, the big name, and Tim Anderson is on this list. Tim Anderson led the team in stolen bases in 2017, 18, and 19, and he led the team in runs in 2018. 18. Also, uh, Todd Frazier led the team in stolen bases in 2016. Uh, just saw that one. Um, I don't know if Scotty Pods is on this list. I know he kind of, I think he might have played in 2010 for the Sox, but I'm not sure. Scott Pods Nick does not pop up uh, either way. Uh, if, if, when you when you type them in here, uh, we're gonna go Melky Cabrera. I think that he probably led the team in doubles one year. Uh, I don't know how to spell Cabrera. Cabrera. There we go. The Milkman, who also retired very recently, he led the team in doubles in 2015 and 2016, and he led the team in batting average in 2016. Um, Marcus Simeon on this list. I think it'd be funny if he was um, Simeon. No Marcus Simeon. We're going to go with my other favorite White Sox from the era, though. We're going to go Alex Rios. And Alex Rios pops up for triples 2010 along with Juan Pierre. I'm going to type in Juan Pierre now that he popped up. Uh, he's going to pop up for stolen bases. So we got Juan Pierre and Alex Rios. Uh, Pierre led the team in hits in 2010 and 2011. Rios led the team in hits in 2012. Rios was also the leader in on base percentage in 2013. He led the team along with Juan Pierre in triples in 2010. Juan Pierre led the White Sox in triples in 2011. And in 2012, eight triples for Alex Rios, and he led the team there. Also, Alex Rios led the team in doubles in 2012, and I think that is it for Alex Rios. Also, runs in 2012. 
Okay, so we have about two minutes left. I have 51 names out of 90. Uh, Alexi Ramirez is probably on this list. He popped up along with, uh, oh, I didn't even type in Abreu yet. Abreu just got me a ton of them. 84 out of 90. There we go. That was the name I should have typed in a long time ago. Uh, okay, hold on. Well, let me, I, I can now get all 90, I think. Uh, Carlos Quinton's not popping up. Alexi Ramirez and uh, Jose Abreu got me basically all of this. I have a minute and 20 seconds left. I have 84 out of 90 on base percentage for the 2019 team. Grandal wasn't on the team, right? But he would be a good bet if he was. Uh, I think for that one, I can just go Yon Moncada, maybe? Yes, Yon Moncada led the team in 2019 in on base percentage and triples. Uh... Deaza, Deaza popped up. One more. Uh, Deaza was triple leader in 2013. He was the run leader in 2013, and he was the stolen base leader in 2012. The only thing I don't have left is home runs in 2018, and there are 30 seconds left. This is the most nerve-wracking I've ever been because I have no idea who this is going to be. Uh, 2018, 27 home runs. Jose Abreu led in 2017, and he led in 2019, but this guy led in 2018. Uh, Todd Frazier was off the team. Abreu was the leader in 14, 15, 17, 19. Frazier was the leader in 16. There's three seconds left. I have no idea who this was. 89 out of 90. It was Daniel Polka. No. No. Oh, man. I should have had a I should have had an inkling there. Daniel Polka was the White Sox leader in home runs in 2018 with 27. I got 99%. The average score was 74. Uh, Jose Abreu was just the biggest name. I was really inching around 50 out of 90 there. And then I typed in Jose Abreu and I think he gave me about 30, 30 answers right there. So shout out to Jose Abreu for coming in clutch. Uh, but really that was, can you name Jose Abreu and everybody else? And I mean, like Jose Abreu was the answer for 30 of those questions. So shout out to Jose Abreu. Hopefully, if you played along, you remember to type in Jose Abreu. It took me a pretty long time to even type in the name. So shout out to Jose Abreu. Shout out to Pito. Shout out to the 2020 MVP. He was the leader for the White Sox in the 2010s. And Gordon Beckham wasn't. I think that's the biggest takeaway. Gordon Beckham wasn't on this list once. And you know who else wasn't on this list? Bet Online. Now, if it was a list for best betting spots for 2022, Bet Online would have been the only site on this list. Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as they continue their march to the playoffs and beyond. Again, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and Bet Online has a new updated desktop and mobile website at betonline.ag. Go sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Again, go to their new updated desktop and mobile website, BetOnline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Continuing the retirement news, it is coming out from the White Sox themselves that right-handed pitcher Alec Hansen has retired. 
The product out of Oklahoma was selected in the 2016 second round of the MLB draft. Hansen was a big, tall, right-handed pitcher coming in at 6 feet 8 inches tall. And this is a sad day because Alec Hansen did have a very promising future when he was drafted, but he was slowed by injuries, and that's always what you hate to see. Current White Sox assistant GM and head of player development Chris Getz said about Alec Hansen, we wish Alex all the best in his next chapter. Although he would have liked to pitch in the major leagues, he should not carry any regrets. Getz continued and said, he worked tirelessly in his pursuit that included many obstacles, and that type of effort will serve him well in his future. Those quotes are from Scott Merkin, beat writer for ChicagoWhiteSox.com. And I have to say, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked by this Alec Hansen news. He wasn't great in 2021 down in double A, but there were still some signs of life. It was concerning that at 26 years old, he still didn't have an ERA below six. He was only able to pitch 22 and one third innings last year. But what was known from Alec Hansen, even as a college pitcher, he could strike people out. In his senior year at Oklahoma, he had 13.1 K per nine, and that never really fell off throughout his entire career. In the minors, he had a K per nine of 12.2, and in 2021, he had a K per nine of 17.3. So there was still life left in Alec Hansen's arm. He had 43 strikeouts over those 22 and a third innings last year. And with his health issues and the fact that he hasn't made massive progress down in the minor leagues, Alec Hansen calls it a career. And just to talk about Alec Hansen and his rise through the White Sox organization and kind of the fall through the organization. In 2016, after he was drafted, the Future Sox prospect rankings listed him fifth in the entire organization back at the 2016 midseason rankings. Then for the 2017 preseason rankings, he was listed seventh overall in the White Sox farm system. And then in 2017 at the midseason point, he was ranked eighth. And then after that great 2017 season where he had 191 strikeouts through single A, double A, he rose all the way up at the 2018 preseason rankings to the fourth prospect according to future socks and fourth is the highest Hansen would reach again in 2018 preseason and just to put that into perspective of what that prospect ranking looked like the 2018 future socks preseason rankings had Eloy Jimenez ranked number one Michael Kopech ranked number two Luis Robert ranked number three Alec Hansen fourth and Zach Collins fifth by midseason those last two names Hansen and Collins were replaced by Madrigal and Cease. And there was another ranking that I saw that listed Dylan Cease fourth, Alec Hansen fifth, and Dane Dunning sixth. And the biggest takeaway from today is that Alec Hansen is making the right choice for his baseball career, and we are very, very happy for him. However, part of baseball and part of having a daily podcast is because fans always wonder, what if? And putting it into context of now Dylan Cease, the player that I think has the best odds on the White Sox to win the Cy Young in 2022, him being just there above Alec Hansen, that shows you the potential that Alec Hansen had and the loss that the White Sox organization and farm system is losing today. It shows you the potential that Alec Hansen had that Dane Dunning was ranked just behind him. 
Are you happy Lance Lynn is here? Are you happy that the big hoss is now in the White Sox rotation for a couple more years to come? Well, if a couple chips landed a little bit of a different way, maybe it is Alec Hansen that's being sent to the Rangers and not Dane Dunning. Again, injuries is going to be the biggest thing that we remember about Alec Hansen's career. We talk about that great 2017 season where he pitched 141 and one-third innings, striking out 191 batters in those innings. And then in 2018 and 2019 and 2021, Alec Hansen barely got to 130 total innings pitched over his last three seasons, 2018, 2019, and 2021. It is a sad end to a very promising career, and we wish Alec Hansen the best in his future endeavors. If you want to participate on Locked On Sox, you can call in at 312-566-8727, or you can write in at LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Monday is our mailbag. We want you to participate. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. You can participate in Monday's mailbag, 312-566-8727, or you can write in LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. I'm Sean Anderson, and I will talk to you on Monday here on Locked On Socks.